You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Max Homer, his second win on the PGA Tour on his favorite course, Riviera. The 2021 Genesis Invitational Champion is Max Homer. Congratulations, Max. A lot of strategy, trust yourself. I did that today. I mean, I didn't make a bogey all of this entire day, starting back to the restart, which was pretty darn good in my opinion. So um, yeah, I saw Tiger the other day. I was too scared to talk to him, but he's forced into talking to me today. So it's gonna be a pretty awesome moment. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. Everyone loves Max Homa, especially if you had a 70 to 1 ticket over the weekend. Uh, we are live on the radio.com app, 1430 in Denver, in 93.1 HD3 in Los Angeles. Part of the BetQL Audio Network. This is Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat, BetQL Daily. Let's talk some golf, but uh, also, of course, some NBA with Jeff Sherman, VP of Risk Management at the Superbook out in Las Vegas. Follow him on Twitter at golf odds. Now, Jeff, uh, last week when uh, we visited with you, you talked about Dame Lillard being MVP and you know maybe not so much last game, but he has been on an absolute tear. Uh, unfortunately for you, your Lakers have dropped, what is it, four of five missing AD. I- I'm wondering how the odds look for the MVP right now because this thing just feels completely wide open. Yeah, it's opening up a bit. I mean, I was as low as a uh, plus one twenty five on LeBron, which I've eased him out to plus one seventy five now, and you know that's actually a big change for that range right there. But Embiid is a solid second at seven to two, Jokic at fifteen to two. Then you start getting up into double digits, but you're bringing some people into the conversation, like you mentioned, uh, Damian Lillard. He sits at twenty. James Harden has made a large jump now because he's been the only one that's consistently playing. He has missed just like one game, I recall, but you see Durant and Irving missing games and, and Harden's basically carrying the nets right now to what they're doing. He's gone from a hundred to one down to 20 to one in the last week. So there's a large <laughs> adjustment there. Jeff, you bring up, uh, well, obviously the Lakers struggles right now and no AD and we don't know what his status is going to be even in a few weeks here. Are you seeing any money coming in on any of these other teams as far as future go, futures go? You know, you brought up the Brooklyn Nets. Any money coming in on them right now, the way that they're playing with five straight wins? Yeah, we're seeing some and we've made a, a, a further adjustment on them. We're down to three to one and we bumped the Lakers up to plus 275, which is the highest we've been since before the season started. And we're actually still writing some Laker money. We took 5000 plus 275 but um, we were quick to adjust the Jazz. And we're sitting 5-1 to one on the Jazz. And that's actually a team I got involved with myself just a week ago. I found them at 12-1. to one. And just with what they've been doing on the tear they're on and their power rating, I mean, with what the Lakers are doing, I don't think the Clippers care so much about it. But Utah is in a great position to be the number one seed in the West. So the Lakers or Clippers are going to have to 
to go through each other that way, if it ends up being like that, it's just going to be a, a more difficult path for either the Lakers or Clippers not getting that one seed. Uh, so that's going to change the, the series prices and, and the future odds, and especially the Western Conference. Jeff, as a big Lakers fan without AD and for the fa- past uh, few games without Schroeder as well, uh, wh- what are you seeing? What kinds of issues? Well, it's they're just passing the ball on the perimeter, and they don't have that low post presence where they can get an AD and kick it out to guys that are open because he commands a double team down there. So I've just been seeing passing and standing around watching what LeBron's doing, and there's just not much flow to the offense right now. And Schroeder will help a little bit just because he's such a ball handler, but the, the presence of Anthony Davis just means everything in this team. And this team won't win a title if they're missing AD, or if they had AD and they're missing LeBron, they're not going to win. They need both those guys and then everyone else to fill their roles because of all the attention those two guys get. So it's going to be a struggle until he comes back and they're going to keep slipping down the standings. Jeff, you know, we talk about some of these other teams like the Utah Jazz, who at one point, you know, in their last 21 games were 19-1-1 against the spread. But I feel like the Los Angeles Clippers, who only have 10 losses this season, aren't getting a whole lot of love. Have you had any money come in on them, you know, especially uh, with the injury with AD? I know everybody's really high on the Brooklyn Nets, but I feel like some people are sleeping on the Clippers. And if you go back to Friday night, you know, they beat the Jazz 116-112. to Now, since they've lost to the Nets, but still, I feel like they're not getting enough credit. You know, we haven't seen too much Clipper money, and I think a lot of that has to do with I don't think people fully trust this team after what they saw with Denver last year. And it's just tough for people to back them at low odds uh, coming off something like that. Now, I mean, what, whatever they do in the regular season is one thing, but it's, there's just a trust factor I think is lacking in people's minds as far as betting them in the future pool right now. Are the same people uh, c- continue to go back uh, to the Utah Jazz well game after game? Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, even yesterday, we were open that game 12 against Charlotte, went up to 12 and a half. We're getting Jazz money line money. I mean, large wagers to win a couple dimes here at the big prices that they're at. And I would expect that to continue because, you know, when people are writing something that has been good to them, they keep going with it until it changes. So, uh, you know, those, those spreads are getting pretty large on Utah. But, I mean, it's justifiable what their power rating is. I mean, we've seen what they've done to Milwaukee. They get the Lakers on tap tomorrow. I'd be surprised if the Lakers are within 10 points in that game. I just don't see them competing in something like that. And the spread should be up there. I made a nine and a half myself, but I expect a large number tomorrow in the Laker Jazz game. Jeff, moving over to golf, uh, coming up this weekend, the Workday Championship. What goes into cap- capping this course for you? Anything that you like? Or, you know, what are your early thoughts on this tournament coming up this weekend? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, this was moved from Mexico where you had some course history to a course that hasn't been played with the PGA Tour. So you have to look at the course design and basically attribute it to some other courses on tour. And the Valspar Championship in Tampa and Quail Hollow in Charlotte are two that come to mind that should be equivalent to this. So you can look at some iron players. Uh, You know, it's not exactly the, the longest off the tee, uh, but you need some iron play on a course like this. It's going to be a, a challenging course uh someone like john rom should do good patrick cantley shawfley those type of guys but they're obviously at the top of the odds board uh, it's only 73 golfers we had a late edition with brandon stone in today uh but it's a limited field event uh it should be a challenge for these guys you know the, the toughest thing for me handicapping this was putting a winning score up and it's tough to do it when you don't have any history to go off and see any type of trends and we arrived at 14 and a half under par 
looked at those two courses that I had mentioned for some guidance, but uh, it, it's, it's crazy because we've gotten a lot of two-way action at that 273 and a half from uh, different sharps on different sides of the number and just had to move the juice on it. Yeah, definitely a, a challenge this week when you talk about workday. Uh, what about Genesis over the weekend? Max Homa, very popular golfer. Fans love him. Affable guy, does podcasts. Uh, doesn't mind mixing it up with some fans on social media. A lot of people were holding Homa 70-1 to 1 tickets. And Finau couldn't get it home once again, even going to the playoff against Homa. Those 25-1 to 1 tickets, if you didn't hedge, uh, those died. Yeah, that's crazy. Like you said, Homa is uh, definitely a fan favorite. He's interacted with my wife and I on Twitter before, so it's been <laughs> good to see him do that. And uh, I actually had to take it on to myself last week. He was just in such solid form and went to a course that had shown some history for him. So in that odd odds range, a lot of people thought it was worthwhile to take a shot on him. And it was amazing the three-foot putt that he missed on 18 and then put himself in a poor position uh, right by that tree on the playoff hole. But you know, he kept his poise together. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are knocking Fino, but he, he shot a 64 to, to get where he was on Sunday. And, you know, yep. should he have won the playoff? Yeah, but uh, he still went forward and, and did great on Sunday. And his form has been spectacular. And he definitely is a golfer that doesn't win. But, you know, you can definitely gear towards him in matchups. Uh, you know, he's such a solid top 10 player. Yeah, I love playing him in the top tens and in the matchups, but man, he just can't close. He just can't get it done. I eventually, me and Joe were talking about this to start the show. I think it's coming though. Any long shots that you like for this weekend, you know, top 20s or long shots that could possibly win this tournament? Because I'm going back to Fino. I think eventually he's going to get it done. I think, I hope. <laughs> yeah, the only one that I'd look at in, in a range like this would be uh, Joaquin Neiman at 40. He's played some solid golf to start the year. He's been up there in tough fields uh, against tough competitors where he hasn't really cracked. So I think at 40 to one on a guy like Joaquin Neiman, I mean, it's just tough for me to bet the guys at the top of the board. I mean, if I had to, I think Rom is a guy, I mean, Dustin Johnson, I thought with what he had done last week, he was in a prime position and he saw in the adjusted odds, he was so short to win the tournament and faltered on Sunday. So I wouldn't trust him at six and a half, seven to one, which I bumped him up to seven today. Uh, but someone like Joaquin Neiman might be a little, long shot to take a, a flyer on yeah jeff it's it's tough because it's a wgc event you have the big purse and usually the top golfers in the world end up uh, winning these tournaments and i also have a tough time betting on those short numbers uh I, I i've been telling people that well if you're looking at taking some darts here with, with a chance at winning some real money at, at a larger number maybe you should look at the puerto rico open do you agree with that yeah, it's just that one is that's tough to handicap. It was uh, tough to make odds because it's one of the poorer fields of the year. So, I mean, the guys at the top were the easy starting spots with uh, Grio, Wallace, Peters, and Poulter. Uh, but there are definitely some guys I like. Brandon Wu, I mean, he's pretty much 25 to 1 right now. Uh, but you can go down the list and uh, even Christopher, Christopher Ventura at 60 to 1. He's a guy that's been standing out that has had some nice play on tour. And in relation to this field, his odds are a, a little steep that I think he's worth a flyer. So uh, 132 golfers in that field, and there's definitely uh, some, some nice prices to be had there. 
Absolutely. So uh, as far as, you know, with golf, like I like to play the matchups. Now, the outrights are fun to play, but with everything that's going on right now with these loaded college basketball cards, especially on the weekends on Saturday and the big games on Sunday, like we saw on Sunday at noon with Michigan and Ohio State, how much action are you seeing on golf right now? Are a lot of people playing the outrights? Are you seeing a lot of matchups be played, top 10 finishes? What kind of action is going on right now with everything else that's going on right now in baseball about to start here in a month or two? You know, it, we're getting a lot of action on the golf, and it's really solidified itself from when we came back from the shutdown where it was one of the only games in town, and, and a lot of people were introduced to it, and I think there's a lot of staying power with it because of the long odds. The outrights have been phenomenal. We're writing about twice what we did last year on them, uh, but there's a lot more involvement in the matchups, and especially the round-by-round matchups. I mean, we're writing more on the round-by-round matchups than the pre-tournament matchups itself, so there's a lot of popularity growth with that. With Jeff Sherman, VP of Risk Management at the Superbook out in Las Vegas. This is Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvath on BetQL Daily. And Jeff, let's wrap with uh, anything that you've noticed or the guys are talking around the office with some of the other sports. Uh, last week, we talked about the win totals, which were just posted. Was there any uh, big movement there, some big or sharper bets that have come in, or anything uh, that you've seen in college basketball futures? Oh, it seems some sharp play today on the Tampa Bay Rays under uh, 88 and uh, also the Indians under 82. So those are a couple that recently came in. Uh, but we did make some additions to our, our baseball offerings. We've got the MVP Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, most home runs. Uh, so a lot more baseball offerings than we had talked about last week available. And you can check those out on the app and uh, download the app in Colorado. And you don't even need an account to peruse what we have on there. But uh Many things, and we're going to keep adding to it uh, as it gets closer to the season. Uh, college basketball, th- that's been pretty steady at the top with uh, Baylor and Gonzaga. Not much fluctuation there. You know, Michigan, the, thir- the third team. Uh, but uh, we're seeing a lot of concentrated action on those three. It's been pretty consistent. Not much flyers uh, happening right now from the general public. Excellent. So if you're listening on 1430 in Denver, make sure you check all that out by downloading the Superbook app. Jeff Sherman at Golf Odds on Twitter, VP of Risk Management over at the Superbook. Thank you, Jeff. All right. Thanks, guys. Good stuff there from Jeff Sherman. Yeah, they, uh, they're moving LeBron down in the odds. That's intriguing. Yeah. I, Harden, they moved him. Now, listen. It doesn't mean there's a ton of sh- sharp money on Harden going from 100 to one to 20 to one, but that is just such a wild movement. They're they're thinking over there, e- either they're talking about it. Okay, this guy can actually get it, yeah. or there's people that just taking a three digit number on a guy that could be on be leading the best team in the NBA. Well, Joe, it was like the Russell Westbrook year where, you know, his yeah. team was a middle tier team, a second tier, third team, maybe even tier. But when a guy is averaging a triple double, you almost have to name him the MVP or have him at least in the conversation. And if you look at Harden's numbers, now we'll see what happens when Durant does get back on the floor. I think the assist numbers obviously go up. The rebound numbers will probably end up going up and he'll be more of a facilitator, but he's still going to score his points. Let's say the Nets just go on a complete tear. And let's say they finish with the number one overall seed in the East which I think is very possible, especially because we don't know what Philadelphia is going to look like here the second half of the season. Are they going to start to rest, guys? Is Embiid still going to want to go out every single night and play the way that he's been playing? Because sometimes I question his motivation. Um, Is Ben Simmons going to be healthy? So if they finish with the number one overall seed in the East, and he's averaging damn near a triple-double, I feel like he's at least a top-three candidate, right, in James Harden? Harden's 30-1 to on points bet right now. 
man. 30. You got a good number. Uh, Lillard is 25. Here, I'll, I'll start at the top. Tell me, wh- when I start naming some names that don't have any shot, stop me. Okay. LeBron is still the favorite at plus 190. Embiid, plus 250. Jokic, plus 400. Now we drop down to Steph, 10 to 1. Luka, 12 to 1. All I don't think Luka has, has a sh- no shot for Luka. I think there is a chance because they're in a position to make the playoffs now. I we'll see. We'll see what happens, but I think there actually is a chance for Luca. Giannis at 16 to 1, I throw him out. You? Yeah. No chance. No, they're not giving it to him a third straight year, especially with the Bucks struggling this year. Durant 16, Kawhi 20, Lillard 25, Harden 30, and then it's a big drop off to uh, AD. Maybe maybe we we'll, we should talk about this one uh, yeah. tomorrow. A uh, lot, lot more coming up. We're going to talk some college hoops. Dalen Cuff of ESPN. You're locked into the BetQL Audio Network.